0: Welcome back, listeners. This is the Salt Podcast, where our purpose is to create and prepare disciples ready to influence the world. My name is Mitch. It's a pleasure to have you listening to us again. Um, Sitting beside me is...
1: Renee! Hello, everyone. It's so good to be here with you. Now, in today's episode, we have a very special guest. But before I go any further, last week, we had an episode with Kevin Petrie. Um, And some of you were guessing, and we just want to give a shout out to Brad for the first person to correct correctly guess who our guest was so yes and today we have a guest as i said um and his name is nick hey nick how are you going
2: i'm doing well thanks guys thanks for having me pleasure
1: pleasure nick for those listening uh who might not go to avondale or who are like nick who which <laughs> nick are we referring to today
2: well uh <laughs> as i like to tell uh this story we are uh, my name is nick hardigan of the famous hardigan family and you can trace our family tree back to the beginnings of the adventist church battle creek michigan which is a complete. An absolute lie. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yes, it is. But I get asked, people try to figure out where I belong in the system or who I'm related to, and unfortunately I'm not related to anybody.
0: Wow. <laughs> it's That's rare funny. that that happens in the Adventist system.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's a little... It's. Fu- it's. Uh, I get um, a certain demographic and um, I pull that joke out. I pulled it out actually when... Uh, I was talking to your grandfather at uh, the retirement village Christmas party uh, last year with a bunch of ladies, and when they realised I was having them on, and they were trying to pigeonhole me into a certain thing, they they had a good laugh. So yeah, it, we had a good laugh at that one. So, yeah, and, uh, no, I just. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, um, and not only that, most people know Nick from the CAF.
2: Yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick uh, is the, the Food Services Director at Avondale <laughs> College, the cafeteria. Um,
1: How long have you been in that um, position for?
2: This is year number 16. Wow. I've seen a lot of people come through and um, lots of changes. And I've, I've had an unreal time at Avondale. Uh, I just was saying today, this morning, yesterday, this, this <laughs> week in general, that... You know, just reflecting on my time at Avondale, um, how how blessed I've been, how blessed my family has been. Um, it's an it's an amazing place. Uh, I don't think people maybe um, oblivious to the f- to the beauty, to the to the culture, to. I uh, can 't come up, really put my hand on it but but it's it 's such a unique and it is a special place mm. and um, the things that i 've seen and experienced and interacted with people over that period of time has been amazing mm. i haven't i must say uh, I have an amazing team of people I work with i 've worked with in the in the kitchen specifically and i 've had many people work for me over the years and sometimes i'm not the best boss but i've got a great team of people that have or are working for me now yeah i could you couldn't you can't do the job without those people mm-hmm.
1: yeah. and i can't wait we're, like in this podcast we're going to talk about your experience of sure. coming to Avondale, yeah. and just seeing you talk about it there's definitely some passion and honesty there um when I've heard of Nick, actually, I've heard of you. hear about Nick before you see Nick, um, if I'm honest. Here I have it down. <laughs> And what I've heard about you is um, what people would say is like, Nick's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's everything. That's all I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> Go talk to Nick. Kind. He's that's a good
2: very guy. Very kind. <laughs>
1: Now you've made many calf meals, 16 years worth of food. Food, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a food
2: question. Yeah, food question.
1: Um, what is your favourite calf meal to make? And do you do you enjoy making calf me-
0: calf meals? You want to start what? with that first? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Oh uh, look, uh, I had fun cooking today. Like um, this semester is uh, uh, this year has forced me back into the kitchen a lot more, just with COVID and and stuff. So like today I I. I actually ate the food, which is a bit rare for me quite often because I'm just around it all the time. So uh, personally, I thought I made a great fried rice today. I ate a big bowl of it. I thought that's unreal. We had uh, pineapple fritters. We had a curry with tofu. Um, Yeah, I think my favourite thing is that I love it when people are happy with what they've eaten. Like Like it's made them happy. It doesn't matter what it is like gluten steaks for Adventists, that's a hit, you know. Big are deal. we having gluten steaks this weekend? Yes. <laughs> yep, that hasn't changed in 16 years, yes. you know. Um, <laughs> when are we having haystacks? It hasn't changed in 16 years, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So, you know, things that I, I see people, like yesterday we had curry and rice and I sat down with a the, uh, the group, group of guys and they just smashed it down and it was just pretty mundane, standard, sort of a thing and I went oh these guys like that that's good and I was like oh yeah just a curry you know because I see it every second week so yeah probably that's for me I mean I would never eat a gluten steak personally but really? <laughs> but people love them oh, I'm a and fan. so I'm happy yeah. to make so, so I'm happy to make them because you're happy
1: yeah you've made very good gluten steaks <laughs> I, whenever I miss a Sabbath uh, here at college I'm like no <laughs> I want gluten steaks
2: <laughs> yeah so hmm
1: I do have one more question just for people to get to know you. Um, I guess, what TV shows are you... Are you much into TV shows or anything like that? Ooh. Or a podcast or, I'm just throwing it out there.
2: Um, probably a cult classic. I, it's maybe not a TV show, but a movie is like... And my genre, my uh, demographic, The Blues Brothers, uh, Terminator series... Um, I'm trying to think what else. I really love The West Wing. It's a political series from probably ten or fifteen years ago. Yes, yeah. Um, I don't really watch. Probably like most people, I don't really watch television anymore.
1: Mm. What do you do in your spare time when you have like not at college? When I'm not
2: at college, Um, well, um, probably for most of my life, I've surfed. It's probably not well known, and um, I have a little bit of a hobby on the side where I make surfboards for people. Um, so that's pretty time consuming. I like gardening. Uh, have a nice, we've had a really nice, um, orange lemon season this year. It's been good. Mm. So I, gr- I like growing trees. Uh, what else do I do? Uh, I do like cooking, but because it's my job, I, um, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like knives. Um, like, um, what else do I like? Knives. Woodworking. No, chef knives. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wood, woodworking. Um, what else do I like doing?
1: A, that's yeah, a sport. Way, so I like it. Yeah, I,
2: I could just you could talk about my rubbish all day, but right. that's the main thing. You're very cool. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> 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 oh, very nice. Um, all
0: right. Well, we've covered some good stuff already. Um, I'm. I'm. Interesting about the knives. I, I wasn't expecting chef's knives for a second. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to go a little bit of a different direction. But <laughs> cool. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, so, gonna shift gears a little bit here. We want to uh, hear more about the, the the Adventist history of yourself. We want to we yeah. want to know how you came to work at Avondale, how uh, your Adventist experience has been.
2: Yeah, look, people. Well, some of the Theo guys, theological students, know that I like to have a bit of a dig every now and then, and try and stir them up with questions and stuff, and try and make them think. I sort of enjoy that, but. I just wanted to say like you can't i can only see the whole process as god in my life and and my family's life so i'd packed up my family um i'd moved to the gold coast and i i was working and my wife and i both went to church um i for whatever reason I, i had a real interest in revelation or i was really driven to find out what is revelation about. So I was reading it. The church I went to didn't have any answers, nothing. So I had a friend and they were, um, they were another denomination. And I went to that church for a few years and they had inquiry and they had, they had ideas, but nothing, nothing lined up. I didn't understand at that time how to read the Bible, And I moved, we moved, we lived in, in the West of the Gold Coast. And at Christmas we got a house for rent at the beach. Okay. So I went, who gets a house? Like literally, you know, 10 minute walk and I was on the beach. That was cool for me as a surfer. Mm I thought it was unreal. And I was like, Oh, okay. Wow. Got a house. So we moved next door, unbeknownst to me to an Adventist couple, Peter and Maureen Bainbridge and they seemed very nice I didn't know they were Adventists and then there were another older couple across the road John and Betty well John and Betty come straight across the road don't talk to those people they're Adventists they're a weird blah 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 <laughs> okay thanks. thanks for that anyway we get to know our neighbours and I, I was going through the Bible and I'd been going to church and I was watching they'd given me Back in the day, videos of 42 video sermon set by Kenneth Cox. Now, I think he's still alive. He's a man that I, I never once heard him say, This is what I think. He always said, This is what the Bible says, and this is what history has happened. And he married those two things together on the 42 video sets like crazy. And I just bang, Peter. Maureen, you got another one? You got another one? You got another one? Did the whole set. And then um, <clears throat> we we went to church one day and um, there was talking in tongues going on in the church, which is normal for that church. And my wife was sitting next to me and she just opens the Bible and she just goes, the verse, you know, there needs to be an interpreter in the church and da-da-da. And she just says, this isn't happening, da-da-da-da, you know, read the verse to me. And I was just so convicted, I just went yes okay because she said i'm not coming back and i went yep okay so i had to uh, i was convicted that okay i'll have to sort of do what my wife says here because she you couldn't refute what she'd said what she just read from the bible and what was happening in the church at the time i was like okay and we had an uncle who was an adventist um so i was always intrigued by, by my uncle anyway so then we went to the ad, local Adventist church uh, after that and the pastor um, Clem Van Balagoyan is his name he's a pastor in Western Australia he came and gave me bible studies and I had like Jehovah's Witness come and give me bible studies and the Mormons and rock up and it was just this little bit of a competition going on for where was I going to go to church and so I'd ask questions and and it was quite obvious that the logical thought out explainable answers were from adventism you know the bible explained itself so it's like yeah okay cool so we jumped ship and went into the adventist church previous to that i'll digress previous to that i'd tried to get baptized three times in in my Church, and every time I rocked up, it's like, You want to do what? You want to get baptized today? We're not doing baptism. I was just like, What? I want to get baptized. And we turned out we got baptized in the Adventist church. Clem baptized us. And um, it turns out later on down the track that Clem's wife's mum, whose name is Joan Dick, used to be the ladies res director back in the day.
1: Like
2: the Dean? The Dean. Yeah. Uh, So small world. Mm -hmm. And at the time, there's a gentleman called Bruce Cantrell, who used to be the cafeteria director and the cook. And he and Joan were good friends. And so, uh, you know, as people talk, Bruce wanted to leave the kitchen. He needed, he couldn't find somebody to run it with suitable experience or whatever. He started ringing me up. He just rings me up out of the blue. Oh, Hi, my name's Bruce, and blah blah blah, Avondale, da 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 da. It's like, what? Yeah, okay, thanks. And this went on for three months, on and on and on. And my recollection is that we went. I went home one night, and uh, and we'd been debating. My wife and I would been debating: Do we go? Do we not go? Do we go? And, and we were at a really critical time in our family's history because my girls were in primary school going into high school and we're like how are we going to ever afford high school how are we we live on the gold coast and you're on chef's wage and <laughs> it was a miserable existence you know you'd go home you'd be stoked if you had twenty dollars left at the end of the week You're like, rich." <clears throat> it was like being a student know, ridiculous, ridiculous ouch <laughs> Ouch! Yeah. so anyway so um this to and fro and i went home and i said i don't want to go and she said no i don't want to go either literally five minutes later the phone rang and it was the finance director for avondale at the time a man called rob ellison and rob ellison um sort of gave me a bit of a rundown and gave me a salary and what might happen and i was like oh okay and i hung up and i said i think we better go for an interview so back in the day um this is how quiet it was. There were no traffic lights in Morisset. There were no roundabouts. You could shoot a gun down the main street, Morisset, at midday, and you wouldn't hit anybody. It was so quiet. Uh, it, it was a really, really country, quiet place. Way different to the, to the, to today. And we rocked up and we did the interview and we're like, man, what is going on here? What is this place? <laughs> what is this place? It was the middle of nowhere. Cause you, in, in, you know, Gold Coast, you had like 10 minutes, you had five different shopping centers in five different directions. It was nuts. Anyway, we bit the bullet and came down and, and you know, like who, who would have, you, you can't believe that that process just happened. I didn't just move next door to Adventists. I didn't just move there at Christmas. I didn't. I didn't go to a church where the pastor happened to be married to the daughter of the dean's director, who knew the cook. Who? What? Are you serious? Like, this is it not coincidence? Mm. That's too many coincidences. Uh, you know, the rest is history to say. But God's. Leading in my life at that time, uh, just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Mm. Uh, just phenomenal. Um, you know, we I'll, I'll digress a little bit and go, when we got baptised, um, there's this burly headland on the southern side has a Talabudgera Creek. Somehow we decided to do our baptism there. I didn't want to get done inside in the pool. I wanted to do it in a river and we went down there. And you no, know, we had lunch on the headland first, on the northern side. And it's like September, October, and the whales are coming, and the dolphins are coming, and it's just a beautiful day. And then we go around to the other side, and we there's this beautiful little like um, little groves of I can't think what the name of the plant is, but you sit under them in the shade, you know, and the creek's beautiful and clear there, and 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 we got. And and we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, here comes this Samoan church choir. I'm like, what? Who organised this? <laughs> oh, they heard there was a baptism on, so they just came. <laughs> and, and like, we've got this awesome choir going on, and we're getting baptised, and like, it's all the churches there, and and it's just, you're just like, does this stuff really happen? This is this legit? Mm. Uh, yeah, and, and um, so you know, like. God took us from obscurity to, you know, literally having $20 in our pocket to putting our kids through uh, school at Avondale, uh, putting our kids through college, university at, at, uh, at here at Avondale. My daughter met a boy here and got married and now have a grandchild from the avondale experience uh mm-hmm. my second daughter got a degree in counseling at avondale met a boy from avondale at avondale um and and you know you just you know my wife works at the at, at the locals at avondale school you know she's done a degree at avondale um did you, you just when you when you Stop and you just um, contemplate those things that have happened in my life um, in that in that time span, and I'm only I'm only touching the surface about some of the things. Uh, absolutely amazing, but, but it's just mind boggling, and you and you can't you can't express enough um, how. God is moved in your life, you know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so
0: Amazing. A testament to how how the plan works and how yeah. how it all comes together when we respond to it. That's amazing. Yeah. And,
2: yeah. And you just um, you look back and you go, "Man, God worked there, and God worked there, and God worked there, and God worked there." And you don't see it um, necessarily at the time um, you you go through it, but. Um, I've got these great experiences and I just hope my my thing from this is um, in this podcast would be just, you know, even when you can't see God, he's working. Even mm. when you don't know what's going on, God's working. God's got it. You know, uh, I actually got a great quote from from um, Pastor Nimrod and, and it really resonated with me that... Um, when you when you can't hear God talking to you, uh, you need to go and read your Bible because that's where God talks to you. You know, some people have spiritual experiences, a supernatural experience, um, and some people don't. But you you still have a belief and you want to justify that belief and I don't know what it is about the written word of God that is so powerful that when you read it, that it personally talks to you in that space where you're at, at that time, you know, um, like I've just gone back and reread Job. I love the book of Job and my, understanding and the history of it has increased over the over the years of being at Avondale. And this time that I've read it, I've I've seen all these things that I've never seen before. And I just go, man, why didn't I see that the first time I read that? But I was a different age. I was in a different time in life. I had it, a, a, you know, whatever was going on. And, and this time when you read it, you know, I'm, I'm older, I'm more experienced, I've got more um, knowledge and experience, and there's always Dr. Google to like, what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> what are they talking about? And you can get 42,000 different opinions. Um, so, yeah, like that's, that's, it, that's the, the tall and the short of it in a, in a nutshell, and um, still here still here still here and um still blessed every day to come to this campus uh still amazed Uh, just watching kids come to avondale with a, a certain attitude or a certain mindset or come from a certain demographic and in two or three years suddenly they become these fully engaged adults that want to change the world that want to do stuff that care that have moved beyond themselves to a much bigger world uh, it is mind-boggling and it's mind-boggling to to you know I can jump on Facebook or Instagram or whatever and and go and, and you know search Mary Jane Joe blogs whoever what are they up to today oh yeah right wow you know mm-hmm and and yeah, just uh, it's just amazing to see see that see people grow and you know where they've come from, you know you know where they come from
1: mm. I have a question, Nick um, well first of all, I, I loved how you were sharing your story and how God is so present and he's like he works quietly in your life, in the daily moments of your life. I think often growing up, I always thought that God was there at church and he was there when in the big events of my life, right? The hilltop experience, mountaintop experiences. But just seeing God journey with you. Um, and using the people around you to bring you to the place you where you are right now. And he's blessed you abundantly. And you're in such an amazing position where you do watch all these students go by and all these people go by um, and watch as God works in their lives. I guess, how has God used you in the role that you're in right now um, for, for people here at Avondale?
2: Yeah um, I, I seem to have every year one or two people um, that they don't necessarily want my opinion. They just need somebody to talk to, someone that they feel that they, one, can trust, two, they can just bounce the ideas off that they've got somewhere safe to come, Uh, you know. Uh, And the other... so so that's like pretty cool like i got i can think of i've had this year or the last sort of two years i've had two boys um and maybe it's because of my walking my my life story and where i came from and what i've experienced that um and, and that I get these few people every year um, that come and talk to me, and they're comfortable and they and we can relate and I'm sure uh, across the campus there's I hear these stories from different people um, this person or that person relates with that person you know or that person over there or whatever, so that you know and and then there's the, the walk that you have with your staff that you work with every day. So you're living a part of their life, but you you, you help them in their ups and downs and their journeys and their life and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. They help me, you know? Um, yeah. I, yeah. And, and, you know, there's the other things like the, the other staff that are external to my department um, that you connect with. Sometimes you need to listen to them and sometimes uh, they listen to you. Like I have one person on the campus that doesn't matter what he he's doing, but he'll stop and he will take the time to let me get whatever it is on my chest get it off and uh, I'm very thankful for that because if I you know so yeah I don't know yeah
1: it sounds like you you journey with people and I I think I think you resonate with a certain type of of people who come to like you said bounce off you know so yeah can I ask I I sense I feel like you might be quite um what's the word like you, ha- you're quite a challenger. Like when people have ideas, you're happy to like. Okay, let's think about that. What have you thought about it this way? Have you thought about this way? And like, you did say that with the theos, uh, you like to you like to poke them a bit, which yeah i really appreciate it who doesn't bro. who doesn't right <laughs> look
2: we had um we used to have but you know it's i'm going i'm digressing and maybe about five or six years ago i had a there was a group of guys and they just hung they were just so tight it was about a dozen of them it was like the apostles <laughs> um and they were tight you know like they were doing everything together lovely people and you would have the absolutely amazing in-depth discussions on something theological or how did you apply what you learnt in the Bible, how are you going to apply that to real life, you know? So, like, um, like uh, what do I say? I I'll always like asking this question and I don't think there's a real answer and I've had some people try and answer it but, for me, I just get yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter because as Wait, far as I'm, that's
1: amazing. You ask a question that doesn't really have an
2: answer. Oh well, I'll ask it.
1: That's amazing. I'll okay. ask a question. <laughs> What's so,
2: the question? so in the Bible, it says that God knew you before you were born, mm-hmm. and you can take that word "know" as relationship. Now, God's in the Bible, God of love and forgiveness and free will. Okay, so. Here I am on earth, but God knew me before I was born in a relationship. So did I exist before I was created? And did I have a relationship with God? So therefore, if I did, now here I am on earth. Did God send me or did God ask me to come? Wow. And is God, therefore, if he sent me, therefore, he's not a God of free choice and love. He has to be the other one. Now, it's hyperbole. It's hot air. It's irrelevant. It's probably a question I'll ask God when I sing.
1: It's a very good question. Mm
2: there's there's it not, a, there's no answer yeah there is no, and there, there's not you know and, and i've had a few theological students yeah. try and answer that i know there's not an answer but i also know that it's an irrelevant question because all that matters is where am i now where am i with god now
1: okay okay so so why help me understand why do you ask the question what do you want to bring from that
2: yeah um
1: is it more conversational, or is it more like, "What do you, what do you actually, yeah, what do you
2: think?" Look, no, it's it's a quick. It, uh, what what I do know is that sometimes people have. Uh, I'm guilty of it myself. You want to put God in a box, so you say, "Hey, I understand God, and I know everything about God, and I've got him in my little box, and I understand him." Really, are you sure? Are you sure about that? god of the universe you you know everything about god and it's black and white left right up down it's all explainable god's not explainable Mm -hmm. you can't explain god you can you really and so mike's i've seen people come to college and their theological view gets challenged at college and they fall apart because they've never been challenged in a way where they go, Oh, what do I really believe? What, what is it? And, and, and so you can believe stuff about God, but Hey, you need that experience of God to walk through that. What do I believe? You know, what, what's important? So, I ask these questions as a challenge to the person's process of thought. I thought I had God in the box one day, you know. I thought, this is what I have to do. This is the way to go. And, and Christianity is a walk. It's, you're, never, you're never in one place. You think you're in one... You think you've got it sorted. Uh, sorry, you don't, you know. You're in the moment. You're in the spot. And it's a walk. Some days you're on fire. And some days you're like... God, I don't want to talk to God, go away. You know, a bit of honesty about, what are you doing at now? You know, like I had a, I've got a, I don't want to say too much. I had a person <laughs> that I know <coughs> um, is studying teaching. and went and did their prac and they realised, I don't want to be a teacher. I'm going to go and try and become a plumber. I went, good on you. You you worked it out quick. You didn't go and finish your degree, go and do something that you're gonna be horrible and not like. How did I digress to that? But no, anyway.
1: I, I appreciate because I did ask yeah. how do you journey how yeah. do you journey with students? And yeah. I've never heard this answer. Usually I hear, you know, I'm I'm there for them, I, I journey with them through life. And you do that, but you challenge them to a point where they, they can figure out like who is God for me and yeah. understand that. You Know, I don't, I don't get everything about God, and that's okay.
2: Don't get it's okay, yeah. It's okay, it's okay, and not it's a to very understand it.
1: And yeah, it's a very honest space to be in, and I appreciate that perspective, especially with Christianity. We don't just yeah. have blind faith, we, I believe yeah. we have, you know, we yeah. believe what God has
2: given, you know, He's yeah. given us
1: enough evidence to have faith, right? <laughs> um, but for the rest, you know, it's important to know that we don't have all the answers,
2: no, and. You know, sometimes we don't like. You know, we're coming up to Are You Okay Day, you know, and um, I ask this question. So, we we sort of have this theology in, in Adventism. It's that Judas Iscariot killed himself and committed suicide, so therefore he he would not he won't be in the kingdom of heaven because he committed a sin and he wasn't forgiven. Do, do you follow?
1: Ooh, you're asking the hard questions. Yeah. Go on. Go yeah, on. Yeah, okay. All
2: right. So in in today's society, what happens to that young kid who takes meth, gets off their chops and goes and commits suicide? That person on meth is not the person that uh, they are when they're not on the meth. How... how, how I can't judge that person from that perspective. I go, man, well, hold on. He commits suicide, so, hey, therefore he's unrepentant, therefore he can't be forgiven, therefore he can't make the kingdom of heaven. Really? Hold on. But he's not in his right mind because he took a drug, did something silly whatever. I'm so thankful that God's a judge and I'm not. Mm. you would know, be a messed up place if we were. Mm. It'd be really messed up if I was a judge, I can tell you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, so like that that aspect I I use that as a bit of a example of how you don't know what God will do in that situation because God knows the heart. And it didn't this this philosophy or whatever that I've come to didn't just happen. And sure, i <laughs> a lot of people would be listening to this going, Are you kidding me, Nick Cardigan? You are so full of it. I've never seen that side of you at all. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, like God, God's much bigger and very real for me. Uh, I, I, I don't really talk about these things to too many people. Um, and I'm sure there will be a lot of people listening to this going, Is, are you serious? Is, did he just say all that rubbish? No, it's not possible. It's fair enough, you know. Like, but, but it's real for me and even, like I said, when you think in, you're not, God's not there, well, he's still there. He had not gone anywhere. you just not receptive or whatever's going on. You're distracted, you yeah, know, so, uh Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's what all I've got right. to say on that. Yeah, good stuff.
0: We've covered a few good things today. Um, I agree. Yeah.
2: Well, we can go anywhere. Like any topic's not a problem. I'm, I've always got an opinion. Just come and ask any of my staff. <laughs> you heard that, listeners?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, we might wrap it up there. It's a powerful note to finish on. Um, thank you, Nick, for coming so much. Um, just going to wrap up on the, on the key points there. First of all, God has a plan, and we talked about that in detail. Thank you, Nick, for that. Um, second of all... When we box God in, um, you mentioned that we limit what we can observe him doing to the box that we, that we put him in. And that's something that I think we can all try so hard to learn and it's a difficult thing to learn, but we acknowledge. So thank you, Nick. We really appreciate you coming today. So
2: God bless. Thank you. Amazing.
0: So listeners, thank you for coming again today. Uh, we are super psyched to have you listening, um, Just remember, you are the salt of the earth and we want you to to keep that in mind as you go out and you uh, be a part of creating and preparing disciples ready to influence the world. With that, we'll wrap up. Thank you for coming. Good night.